Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Regional Creativity, we explore the intersection between real estate and the locations in the United States that enable creativity to flourish. Today's guest is Mark Brown, the CEO for LeBook US, the iconic brand built around connecting the very best creatives and creative agencies with today's most exciting brands and advertising companies. Mark, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me here. My pleasure, my honor. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I've been in the I've uh, been in the country since I was ten, and uh, I've been involved in the world of advertising since uh, I was twenty. So most of my life, I've been you know in the the advertising world, the media world, and uh, I moved from New York about seven months ago to Dallas. So this is where I'm sitting right now, and um, that's uh, the short and long of it. So you've had a long career in publishing advertising that you just mentioned. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about LeBook and why you decided to join? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually at a company called, um, or a magazine called Photo District News, which is part of Emerald Expositions uh, for 19 years. And for the last four of those 19 years, I was in contact with Michael Kazam, who used to run LeBook. Uh, we flirted for a few years in uh, Michael trying to get me over. And uh, finally, we decided to pull the trigger. And I took over as the, um, the CEO for LeBook US. Well, LeBook must have started from France if it's a name like LeBook. That's right. That's right. That We're very heavily uh, branded um, along the lines of uh, France. And its, it's uh, inception was back in 1982 where it was pretty much a highly collectible, uh, highly designed reference book for the creative community in Paris. Um, the owner or the founder was uh, Veronique uh, Colassa, and it just basically became uh, a resource for her creative friends. And in no time, the book basically became the, uh, the Bible of the imaging industry. So how did that evolve over the years and then branch out to various different countries and cities across the United States? So essentially, LeBook had three offices initially, right? So you started in Paris. We then launched the London office and then the New York office. So I would say up until about uh, 2005, it was purely a reference book. It was purely a book, right? Uh, source books were heavily popular up until probably, let's say, 10 years ago when, uh, let's say, Google uh, overtook and online, you know, took over the need for a hardcover or a source book. But, you know, the book being iconic, the book being super curated really became an attractive thing to be a part of, uh, an attractive book to have it on your desk if you're an art buyer. So that start of like high level, top creative place to be, uh, you can't book uh, without the book is something that Karl Lagerfeld once said. Um, that's how the brand was established um, in those cities. From there, we decided to launch uh, events, right? So we basically took the book and uh, brought it to life. Uh, right now, between my team, I run the US, 
and my uh, European team out of Paris, we do about 12 uh, live events every year. Uh, right now in Paris, or sorry, in, in uh, Europe, we're in Paris, London, Geneva, Amsterdam, Milan, Hamburg, and Berlin. And then my team oversees New York, LA, San Francisco, Chicago, and Minneapolis, and then our new launch, South America, LATAM. That's incredible. So it sounds like between Karl Lagerfeld, I mean, he's the purveyor of all things um, create, creative, especially on the on the fashion side. It sounds like you've had a long you've had a long history of of success. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, creativity. Let's break that down a bit. So you're the source book. Um, is it is it for photographers, directors, uh, art directors? What what is what comprises the the makeup of your um, of your sources in your book. Okay, so if you went back to 1982 uh, when it started, and to be honest with you, probably up until maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was primarily photographers, uh, primarily in uh, the fashion, uh, beauty, and luxury spaces, right? On the client side, it was basically art buyers, creative directors, right? Um, over the last 10 years, I would have to say the type of creative that's showcased in the book, whether it's uh, online, whether it's at the event, has definitely diversified to reflect the market, right? So photography, right? Motion, digital, animation, CGI, experiential, social, event. Anyone that's involved in the uh, creation of content within those verticals is in the book. Well, let me ask you a question. Who decides who gets into the book? The uh, book. Do you have a team that is constantly scouring the landscape for who's new and upcoming in these different verticals? Um, do, do people petition to get into the book or pay to get into the book? How does that happen? Um, it's both. It's both, right? So we do have uh, we have an internal team who, as you say, they scour the uh, the scape. Uh, looking for the latest and greatest in terms of ad campaigns, uh, brands, relevant brands that represent um, verticals, anything from, you know, from fashion to beauty, entertainment, uh, healthcare, aerospace, automotive, any category that you can think of, uh, they're looking for the latest and the greatest. So they post campaigns, right? If, a, if an art buyer wants to, you know, come on to the book, or a creative director to look for talent, this is where they come to find it. It's like a phone directory for talent kind of thing. It's like the IMDB of the creative space. Well, you know, it's funny because I think I think most people don't uh, really understand, or probably don't even know th the industry associated with the buying and selling and the licensing of 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 the creative work and the creative um, um, creative resource. For example, I'm sure most people don't realize when they see an ad, uh, print or, or television, that there are several people, several agencies and several um, uh, components that, that, that brought you there. There's a photographer, there's a director, there is a, yeah. the, the art director and all that. And so those individuals who don't necessarily work at an agency need representation and they need to be able to then be found and noticed by the famous creative director that sits, you know, in one agency versus the other and the art buyer who's responsible to give that, 
you know, that 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 greater what they what they want is going out to try to look for stuff. So it's a an industry upon industry. It's kind of like um, I don't know, like a restaurant tour shopping for for tomatoes, right? I mean, it's got to it's got to go to find the right grower and then the right yeah. retailer and all that stuff. So it's a it's a it's a merchant driven business in a lot of ways that that seems to be very high touch now. How is it that the internet hasn't completely disrupted that, and why? Um, you know, you mentioned Google kind of being the, the 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 fulcrum in changing the industry ten years ago, but then you went to events. It's almost like you, instead of going more digital, you kind of went analog. So why 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 did that shift take place, and what what benefit did you get by being on the ground in all of these markets? That's everything. It's, you know, the, the regional element is, um, is a strong one, right? The tactile element is a, is a strong one. Networking face-to-face is a strong thing. And I'm going to tell you, because over the last year, we launched a series of uh, virtual events, of digital events, uh, to replicate what we do um, uh, live. I'm not going to say that, you know, digital is not the way to go. But there's no two ways about it. You have the creatives at the brands and the agencies who are siloed, right? They don't really have networking opportunities a lot because they're busy, right? And they look at our events, which are called connections, right? Connections events as the place where in a short period of time, eight hours for that day, they can see a wide range of the highest quality uh, work from across the world. So if I do a show in New York, a show in LA, a show in Chicago, I'm bringing talent from all over the world, right? Because they're interested in connecting with the creatives within that creative community. So we found that live shows absolutely work, right? It's putting people in a place at the right time where they can showcase what they do. And we launched a digital event that did really well um, as well. Let me ask you a quick question. Um, are you more beholden to the, the areas that are considered more creative, like New York, San Francisco, LA, or as you have become the bellwether of connectivity within the industry, is where you decide to hold a, a connections or where you decide to publish, you are yourself creating a creative space if, if i'm using creative more than once in one sentence <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you're excused no, let me tell you something you know we we're always looking at new markets right so before covid hit we did our la uh, connections event at uh, noya house hollywood and we were looking to do something in in um in atlanta right because you know you have a lot of tier one, two, and three uh, locations where I think that we need to have a pr- presence and basically bring that community together, right? Bring the best uh, creative agencies from again around the world to that you know to a town near you. So if anything, we probably look for the synergy and then we go in and we help um, you know bring it together like we we did at our launch in Minneapolis. So there has to be a synergy there. And then we basically kind of, you know, bring it together. So when you say synergy, you're basically saying money, right? Because <laughs> ultimately your buyers, you're connecting the creativity, the creative community with buyers of creative product. That and right. so 
and you and what you said earlier is that the reason why you're doing that is because creative the the buyers don't are so busy they can't leave their their desks basically or their cities to go fly to a, to New York for um, a conference and which you know obviously is becoming you know less common uh, you know particularly now after COVID but you're going to where these agencies are, uh, are and you're looking and 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 granted there was a point in time when agencies in America only sat in like three cities right it was like there was a it was LA New York um San Francisco and maybe Minneapolis and one, oh and then there was Chicago uh mm-hmm. so let's say five cities and but now it's all over the place right so right. so you've got you've got agencies in, in Austin you've got agencies um in in Philadelphia you've got agencies in Miami so so does it become so this disaggregation does it create um problems for you? Does it create less efficiency for you? Or is it really just a par for the course in, the, in an evolution of your business? No, I think it's a par for the course. And like you said, an evolution of the business and it's an opportunity, right? So when we decide, like, let's say we look at the top um, five, six uh, places where we'd like to go in the US, you know, again, we're established in New York, um, LA, San Francisco, Chicago, and, uh, and now Minneapolis. But, you know, I think there's business to be had for everyone um, and, 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 in Atlanta, I think, um, you know, South Florida, Miami is an opportunity possibly as the gateway to Latin America. I think that, uh, the Pacific Northwest, you know, is an opportunity. So I think Detroit's an opportunity. So at the end of the day, it just comes down to maybe the size of the show. But, you know, one of my dreams is, you know, I come from a, also, also a trade show background was to maybe have like one large national show, right. Where we bring everyone together. But um, I do find that the, the the small, intimate touch makes the most sense. And that's why I'm at a brand like Le Book, because those are the most effective types of um, events uh, nowadays to me. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I completely agree with you on that. So I think that one aspect, having a large event in like Vegas, you know, obviously is appealing because everyone loves to, to party. Yeah. Um, but Vegas, baby, Vegas. Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But you know, th- there are regional nuances that that are interesting, right? I mean, there's some markets where, for example, um, you know, Detroit, obviously all auto, big auto, but the budgets for an automotive ad are very different than the budgets for um, for toothpaste. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need an, uh, a creative um, director or art director who can, could, you know, knows how to do wide angle shots on salt flats with cars racing and you know do all that crazy stuff that may not be as relevant to a chicago market where consumer packaged goods are the thing and everyone needs tight shots of food um and like juices flowing and an expert on food photography you know Mm -hmm. And so, so I think, so when you sort of break down, in my opinion, is when you break down the regions of creativity, you start yeah. getting into the types of, um, of creatives that have certain specialties and thus making your, your business really interesting and really, I guess, you know, let's say customer bespoke, but I think tailored to the regions in which you're, you're, you know, you're in. Yeah. And, and you'll see that absolutely uh, reflected in the types of uh, creative agencies who come to that city, right? 
So, you know, we laugh and joke and say, hey, join the, uh, the connections tour, right? So let's say I have five uh, events here, seven in, uh, in Europe, and literally of my five events, I'll probably have, you know, a core of, let's say, 15 exhibitors that come to every show, right? And we're- the Groupies. It, no, sir, it's, 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 it's like a family, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, I love it. But like Ali said, each city is different. So if I have, let's say, CLM, right? One of the top um, artist agents in the world, heavily involved in fashion, very, very, very stylish. They'll come to all the book events, but they will not come to Chicago because it doesn't fit in terms of the types of um, businesses that are there. So the way we look at it is New York is probably a little of everything, right? So fashion is there, entertainment's there, um, finance, everything. You'll find that in New York. That's going to be reflected on our jury panel, our attendee, right? And it's also going to be reflected in the diversity of the type of exhibitor uh, that we have. Chicago, CPG, it's meat and potatoes, right? Not necessarily sexy, but a lot of money. So it needs to be paid attention to. So I'll ask a question. And by the way, that the tight food shot, I just wish the food in my house or at the McDonald's looked like those tight food shots, boy. <clears throat> Talk about making you hungry. Man, and why is it you. every time it's Yum Kipper when the Jews can't eat? That's when yeah. McDonald's decides to throw 72 <laughs> ads right. in a 14-minute period yeah. on every channel <laughs> on the television. It's a, a conspiracy. <laughs> but, so, but anyway, you two, you two guys are, are, are the clear creative geniuses here. This is your industry and I'm just, I'm just listening and learning. But coming from the financial background, I have to ask the question, how does your company make money? Do you charge uh, for the book? Do you charge for people to be in the book? Do you, do you, are you involved in any of the creative deals that happen at the connections? What's the financial angle of the, of the company? Uh, and, and that's And this is basically something that's going to evolve, right? Uh, going back to the book, we didn't charge people to receive the book, right? But we charge for advertising. Okay. If you were on the, uh, the sourcing side of content, then we were happy to send you the book. If you were a photographer or let's just say Mark Brown from you know, Dallas who wants a book, then I could order a book and pay for that book. Online, we don't, give, we don't charge people to access lebook.com where they can see the campaigns and see the, uh, the, the portfolios for the talent. But we do charge the talent to have a, a um, portfolio on the site. At the Connections events, you do not pay to enter, to, to go to the event as an attendee, right? It's a very highly curated invite only uh, um, setup where we push out the invite to people who we want to come and that's who comes to the event, no charge. The exhibitor, right? The person who takes the, um, the stand at the show, they pay to be at the show, right? And to me, the cost is absolutely nominal in comparison to the type of project or campaign that you can win from being at that show. Probably just takes well, one and it pays for everything, right? I'm telling you. And it's, you know, this kind of ties back to the original question, right? About um, online versus face-to-face. -face. I'll give you an anecdote. Uh, San Francisco 2020, right? Typically, I'll go to a city about three days before the show and I'll do my rounds, right? I'll visit the brands, 
I'll visit the agencies. I'll bring some flyers. I'll hold court and just like talk about the show, trying to get people to come to the show. I remember I stopped in at uh, Kendo Brands, right? They are responsible for uh, you know, Fenty Beauty and you know things like that. And I'm talking to the team. Got about 20 of them around me and we're just having a giggle and they're like, ah, we're going to come to the show tomorrow. Great. They get to the show and I see them there, all 20 of them. And they're sitting around this one guy and he's got them giggling. I'm like, wait a second. That's my deal, right? <laughs> so essentially, he, they had a great meeting. Fast forward two months and Rihanna, they were supposed to launch a, do like a, a live launch for Fenty Skin. And COVID hit. And they had to move it to a virtual event. And that guy who they met at my San Francisco show, he got that job, right? If he wasn't there, and if it wasn't for a bit of luck or, you know, unlucky circumstances, he would have never gotten that multi hundred thousand dollar job. So it's, um, it's, you know, the events work. It's definitely worth the investment uh, to be at our show. And I've been to a couple of your shows, and I can say that those um, it's it's it it's well organized, um, it's well attended, and the people that you meet and the ideas that you see are are pretty impressive. And I think I think for the most part, it it's the only place where you can go get a sense of the 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 intensely creative resources that are out there. Um, to ready to be deployed um, at an agency near you, on you know, at a, a television set near you, in a in a magazine or a billboard near you. It's really a, a, a rich, a rich resource. So the book is is a fantastic company. Now, I think going back to what you were saying earlier about um, about the differences of New York and Chicago, and I when I when I think about places like Atlanta, I think hospitality. And I think you got you got you got big big hospitality brands, and you got Coca Cola and, <laughs> and, and right, film, right. film and TV now, huge well, film that, and TV. Ex ex exactly, Tyler Perry Studios, you know things yeah. like that. And it's then a real the it's a real location now. Exactly. And, and then you've got then you also got you know Austin now that's becoming a, a real a real hotbed, particularly for technology. And and you know and I think people are moving to different parts of the world. I mean, it's like there's a migration of creativity that's happening. I I used to um, to joke about when about New York when New York got really expensive, all the creatives decided to leave New York. And then at the time we were referring to, to just artists, mm -hmm. people who paint and stuff like that. Um, the starving artist concept kind of comes to mind. Um, but people would move to, to Chicago uh, or to Detroit or to Chicago or to Philly or to Pittsburgh. But it's not just the starving artists, it's, it's the creatives it's the agencies. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the two girls and a dog that want to start a new hip creative agency that services you know that makes yeah you know, baby food or something like that. They they move and thus the creativity and the industry around that also moves as well. And so I love the fact that you're following creativity across America. Yep, I think that's uh, I think that's very well said. And in all fairness, right? So you talk about. These, uh, these new points, right? These new points of creativity uh, that have, let's say it's multiplied like the creative hotbeds by let's say three, four, 10, five, 10, whatever. And then, and then some points in between, right? So when we go to a show, we become kind of like, you know, it's for the region, but I'm gonna tell you a very interesting concept, right? When, go, again, going back to when COVID started, 
we decided to launch a few uh, virtual digital events. And, you know, back in 2010, when I was at PDN, I did a few of these. So I kind of had an idea of what we needed to look for, you know, in order to make that uh, to make that happen. One of the most beautiful things about having a virtual event is that it basically democratizes everything, right? So now I'm doing, uh, you know, book New York and half of my jury, they're from the continent, they're from Europe, right? I've got jurors from, you know, from South America. And now is it really Le Book of New York or is it really Le Book kind of like on the New York time zone, essentially? So that has been a really good thing. And a lot of the jury makeup are people from Philadelphia, like we said, uh, Detroit, all throughout coming to this, uh, to this virtual space. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is us providing a platform for people to see amazing work and a platform for people to show amazing work, whether it's online or face-to-face. -face. Well said. Now, where is this going? Where, what's the next? Well, it's uh, a smart thing about it is uh, I said we're going to do a, a virtual event in uh, Latin America in December, on December 9th. We've always dreamt of having something in South America, right? So now here's the opportunity to do it, for lack of a better term, at minimal risk, right? Not flying down, setting up shop in BA, and like really relying on Buenos Aires to kind of be the only place where we can we can activate. So for us in 2022, I think that virtual events are absolutely going to be a part of the mix, right? Whether it's a hybrid event where it's one day live, second day virtual or a week virtual um, a week later, or we could do an online uh, festival over the course of a week. Um, that's still kind of TBD, but I will absolutely have at least two U.S.-based virtual events uh, next year. Well, there's no doubt that there's been a huge paradigm shift uh, to virtual in all industries and everybody that we speak to on the podcast because of COVID. I'm very interested about the LATAM because, I, as you know, I grew up in Brazil, and I'm curious, you said Buenos Aires. Are you looking at Sao Paulo or Rio? When I think of create, I think of Sao Paulo as the, as the financial hub of Latin America, yeah. uh, and especially uh, given some issues that are going on in Argentina, et cetera. I'm curious, what are you doing in the rest of Latin America or in Brazil in particular? Well, for the virtual event, again, it's going to be a pan, uh, a pan um, South American event, right? So we'll have creative agencies from uh, Mexico, uh, Chile, Colombia, uh, Brazil, um, you know, Argentina, and, and beyond, right? So that, you know, the virtual makes it easy to have that. And the funny thing about it is half of my jury makeup will be from the U.S. Because the U.S. market, they want to see uh, South American talent. Right. And then South American talent, they want to tap into US and European budgets. When we decide to go live, we would probably would likely have to do it in two places based on, on, on language, right? We know that Brazil is a huge market. That's Portuguese. Then we have to find, you know, where do we do the Spanish speaking market? Probably Mexico City. So it's it's funny you mentioned that. I and I know that. Argentina has been a longtime source of creatives for the creative industry. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, back in the early 2000s, um, you were sourcing talent um, in Argentina for some strange reasons. Just the just the the, the quality of the of, oh, the, of yeah. the creatives in that in that market is is, is incredible. In terms of the industry, the business. There's been a shift in in which in what city and what country is the capital of Latin America for the business of creativity, where it was at one point 
um, Mexico City in Mexico, and then it shifted over to Sao Paulo, and now it's kind of all over the place. But and the re- the, the challenges with Brazil is that is that the 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 laws of doing business yeah. in Brazil are so challenging. Uh, it's make it makes it difficult as a multi. Um, as, a, as a global company to put an office in 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 Sao Paulo, right, uh, and and run it and run it efficiently. So a lot of challenges there. But I think to your point, um, a U.S. agency's tapping Latin American talent and looking at places like Brazil, particularly Argentina, are very interesting because once again, you're just connecting the 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 buyers and sellers, right? That's kind of your business. So, so I just I love the regional regionalization of your of your of your industry, uh, and the, and the way that you've orientated your business to match the ebbs and flows and trends of creativity and how it moves even around the United States and around the world. So I I, I the in the so moving forward it says that you know obviously two thousand twenty two is your is 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 planned, and I it sounds like things are going to start moving and shifting over the next five to 10 years in a very positive direction, giving more opportunity for creatives globally, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And we, and we, want, to, we want to be kind of like at the sweet spot uh, of that. Um, essentially, you know, a good thing with launching an event in um, South America, and then we'll probably do something in Asia as well, is we're expanding our sphere of influence, you know, and that is, um, that's essentially, you know, when people think high level, High-level creative. Uh, I want them to think about Le Book. Well, it sounds like you're making the the industry a smaller, smaller place. You're you're shrinking uh, the the, uh, the the geographic footprint so that anybody from anywhere can be involved and can be connected, buyer or seller. Which brings up one quick question, which is: Do you how do you how do you handle cultural differences between the different areas of the world and how they approach whether it's advertising or selling or photography or 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 any of the or, or social media, um, th- th- does that come into effect, or 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 are you basically making where it's it's one community regardless of where you're located? Exactly, it's that's 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 how we look at it, right? We haven't um, had issues in terms of uh, cultural differences, um, and you know, my my European uh, counterpart Fabian could probably speak to more to that on the continent side, but from this side we have yet to have any issues. I have someone who works with me. I have three people working with me who are based in uh, South America for the LATAM, and they basically would run interference on anything that could potentially be an issue. Well, it sounds like you are right in the middle of, of the whole creativity process and, and key and important to bringing, bringing the creative types and the people who employ the creative types to create the advertising world that we see around us. Uh, and I think it's what you're doing is terrific. And I, I, I applaud you and I wish you continued success. Yeah, definitely. And just want to throw in one quick thing, right? I think that the uh, book connections, we've done an amazing job on, uh, you know, with the book, establishing ourselves, you know, with the events kind of, you know, uh, expanding the sphere of influence in different regions. But um, for 2022, the next logical step is creating community through content, right? So my background is a media uh, background with a magazine. And we had trade shows basically, you know, once a year. But what drove the community was the magazine, was the trade show. So that is something that we want to do. We want to do small talks throughout the year to help keep the conversation going between the show. 
Well, you need to go beyond the book. Where no man has gone <laughs> before. Speaking I, of, I, William I, I, Shatner I've, I've just heard, went into space. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that before. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, I, mean, you know, I, I think that that's both a, a, a beautifully uh, articulated vision, and I think that you know, as we as you kind of unpack that, it gets you get the opportunity to be able to talk to the younger or the younger generation, the next generation of creatives that are working um, in these cities, that are learning in these cities, that ultimately have a now a, a sh shorter pathway to success because of the representation of the agency. So I want to thank you um, for this time, uh, Mark, and, and all the things, the great work that you and your teams are doing in bringing creativity um, to creativity uh, across America and across the world. So I thank you for your time today. Yes, thank you, Mark, very much for coming on the show. Uh, listen, it was uh, my, my pleasure, again, my honor, and um, you guys keep up the amazing work. God bless you. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.